Welcome to our Panini. This is our Torah Desk. We're learning Torah Chadasha, Say We are up to now, I guess, the last leg of the journey. We want to understand, we spoke about the stretchiness of Tyra, the three extra cities of refuge. Why would we have cities of refuge? What does that really correspond to in Torah? Preventative medicine versus uh, medicine that fix, fixes things that are wrong, etc. Now we jump into... Something really strange. Torah Chadasha, we're saying, this new Torah that's going to be will be two pieces, two things. A revelation of very deep secrets, such as we never had before. And a change in halacha. We're going to focus now on a change of halacha. The halacha, the halacha change will be, we usually pass them by Beis Hillel, much more lenient. We're going to switch over to Beis Shammai. So let's look for a second and see what the... What were they arguing about? You know, I think three years, Hillel and Beishamai were, were arguing. The question was, how do you purify the world? You know, how do you go into the world and what kind of mitzvah do you do to extract the sparks of the world? Hillel has one way, Shammai has another way. Because in things that are negative, everybody agrees, just don't. Nobody, nobody, there's no opinion of Beishame of anybody, you know, eat some pig. Nobody agrees that you should. Just push it away. Tame, Asr, Puzzle, push it away. Things that everybody agrees, this is bad, this is unholy stuff, it gets pushed away. That's it, you don't deal with it. The left hand pushes it away. In things that are obviously permissible, um, then pull them toward you. You mean the Karevis. You know, use them. Or mutter kasher, use them l'shem shemaim. Or kol mesecha yushem l'shem shemaim. B'chol drachecha de'eu. You use out the physical world to know Hashem and to do, to pure, you know, to get closer to Hashem. Good. So everybody agrees on both of those two things. It's the gray stuff in the middle. Things that have a suffix. Do you avoid them, or do you use them? Do you lift them up or push them away? The thing is like this. The question is, can you see the negative part in them? And how do you deal with it? Is it in potential or is it actually there? If you see something negative right on the surface, well, deal with it. But if you know that somewhere deep inside there's a negative piece, you have to be able to see right into the center of it to find it. So that's where Beishamay and Beishilo disagree. Beishamay, their source of neshama is in Gvura. So their seichel, their their logic, tells them to be more machmir. Push something away. Um, um, there's a deep, hidden concealment there. Um, and they tend to be more machmir. Push it away. Deal, like, elevate it by staying away from it. And Beis Hillel, their source of neshama is in chesed. So it's to be more makel. Bring it closer to you. And the difference is also in their name. Shammai is Hashem or Chasav. You know, Hashem is his light. Um, um, and Hilo is Balu, Bahalu, Naru, Ale, Rashi. Um, also, the Indian of Or and Gili. Um, bringing the light of Kedusha into a place where, where you know, the, the evil is kind of in potential. And the difference between them is the way they deal with it. They deal with the world. They Shammai. They're very sharp. They learn Tyra in a very sharp way. They're very sharp. They're very incisive. They're very smart. 
the potential within Tyra. <clears throat> they see deeply into the, the panemius of Tyra, the deep stuff in Tyra. And they see deeply enough that they can go in and purify that stuff that they see. Not, they, they don't only purify the obvious bad stuff, the obvious evil. The stuff that's deep, that's not so obvious, they're able to see it. The concealed stuff. So they do their mitzvahs in order to get to that concealed evil and elevate it. Until, so to speak, can't see as deeply. They learn Tyra according to what they see with their eyes. Their inion is not to purify the concealed evil. They don't see it. They don't deal with it. And they see, let's say, not as deeply. So their job is not to purify concealed evil. If they're not, if not, then they're not allowed to push it away. It's just a diff- it's a different way. They're not allowed to. In other words, they're supposed to use the stuff you have, use the stuff of the world. They elevate things by using them more. And Beishamay elevates because they can see more deeply into the source of things. They elevate it by pushing it away. It's a different way. So at this time, the situation of the world is most people are not on the level of Beishamay. And so we, 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 we purify the world. They fill all the way. Um, and as we said the other day, there was a day once when, um, the Paskin day in Halachas and it's, it's, it's a, it was a tough day. Cause we need to do things. We need to purify things in the lighter way. Now, in Yemaisa Mashiach, the halacha will change to the way of Beishamai. Because we will become smarter. Because we're going to learn. Watch this. Remember, Tarah Hadash is two things. Revelation of deep secrets and a change in halacha to Beishamai. Because we're going to be involved in learning these deep secrets, we'll become very smart, very sharp, like Beishamai. So we're going to passion like Beshamai. After the bureau is complete, the bureau of the world, the purification of the world, we're going to be like Beshamai. And we're going to deal with the negative stuff in the way that they did, which is a very holy way, but it has to it has to fit your ability. We will be able to do it their way and we should because we will become wise, deep, incisive, have access to deep hidden truth, etc. And what we're going to do, there will be a high, a very, um, a very high level of Tyra revealed, Tyra Chadashimititetse, the deep secrets of Tyra, which is higher than all of the junk of the world. And therefore, there will no longer be the possibility of any negative stuff happening. And in fact, by poskening the Beishamai way, we will make it so that the negative stuff that could have happened will never happen. It will never come to that. Because we go right into the source of things and elevate it right there.
So we won't even get to that stage ever where something could go wrong. Um, okay. Now, the Chiddush in Yemaisa Mashiach, okay, so switching to Beis Shammai. Now let's look at one other, one other change that will be in Halacha. The Shorabar. Remember, we're going to have this, this fight between the, the ox and the fish, Shorabar and the Leviathan, and the Leviathan skin, which is a ridged fin, not a very kosher-looking knife, that's for sure, will be used to shack the Shorabar. Very strange. By the way, becoming switching to Beishamai means we're going to become stricter. This is the only one that's completely inexplicable. And so, in a minute from now, we'll see. Why would we, if we're going to get even stricter in halacha, why is this knife going to be such a, not even borderline kosher knife that would seem? We're going to become so unstrict just for this one thing of shafting the sharabar. So it says in the Medrash, Zu shchita kshera, this is kosher shchita? Huh. Are you joking? I mean, you can't use that kind of a knife. Um, and the answer is, hey guys, who's the shaykhid? What do you mean who's the shaykhid? Hey guys, when people are the shaykhid, when you have a shaykhid who's a person, there are all kinds of halachas about what the knife is supposed to look like. Right? What if Hashem is the shaykhid? So one and only time. It's really not a person. Hashem is the shaykhid himself. What kind of a knife does he use? Different kind of a knife. Hmm, never thought of that. Right. The knife that for us would be forbidden, for Hashem, that's the perfect knife. For whatever reason. There's a whole bunch of complex reasons there, but we'll leave that. So the shkita of the shahabar with the fin of the Levyatin in the future will be through Hashem. He will be the shaykhid. So one and only one-time event. He'll actually use this fin. Hashem will actually use this fin, this fish's fin, to shech the shahabar. We're going to see what that means, what that represents. Not only represents, what it carries with it in a second. The fish will shech the ox. Because the whole idea of Chiddush Taira, um, the, there are lots of halachas about Shita. Remember we said at the beginning, a you know, couple of days ago, there's one halacha in all the body of halachas about Shita that says that nobody ever noticed it before. It's kind of hidden there in the inside. At the moment when Hashem is the Shaifet because he's Shechim the Sharabar, the knife is a different kind of a knife. He uses a different kind of a knife. And we'll see why in a second. Um, but, okay, and one other thing. So what is the shita? Now, why does he have to shecht the shorhabar? So, the shachet ele umashach. When you shecht an animal, why do you shecht an animal? You elevate it. You make it fit. It, it goes... You know, there's inanimate, vegetable, uh, animal, and then human, right? You speak. So when we take a vegetable, or when we take an animal and we shecht it, we lift it up to the next level. 
it becomes eaten by the person who speaks. It's lifted up to the next level of Kedusha. Every time you shecht something, you lift it up to the next level. It's the next level in the world. And therefore, it comes fit to be eaten and should be eaten. And that's the way we serve Hashem. So the idea of shita is that you're lifting up everything in the world. All the way to shechting the Sahara. So what does that mean? So think, picture it this way. The world, the Gullus world, the learning from the Rambam, the world will continue as it is. Cars, buses, bicycles, scooters, all that stuff. At least in the first phase of the Mice Mashiach. So, great. <laughs> so what did we accomplish? Same place, same station. No. What happens is, the world, the same world, has to be lifted up in its frequency, from its Gullah's frequency to its Geula frequency. How should you do that? Shecht it. Shita elevates something. So shecht the whole Gullah, shecht the whole world, do shita on the whole world, and elevate it to its Geula frequency. So you have the ox, we'll see what that is, and you have the fish, we'll see what that is, and you and the two are together, and you shecht the ox through the fish, and you elevate the entire physical world from its Gullah's way to its Geula way. And then, now that the world is elevated, that will be the fight between the Sharabar and the Leviathan, and Hashem comes along and shechts it. And then, now you have a very elevated world. And we might be left scratching our heads and saying, oh, it looks like an amazing world. I really kind of don't feel like I sit here. So Hashem says, no problem. We need you guys on board. No point in having a world without the people in the world. So now you're going to eat the meat that was shechted. You're going to eat the fish, and you're going to eat the meat, and you're going to internalize this elevation of the world, this upgrade in the world from Gullah to Gula. So not only will the world be upgraded, you yourself will internalize that upgrade. You will be upgraded. And now you'll set the new world. Old world, old you. New world, new you. Old world comes from old pirates. And old you comes from old pirates. New world, new you, new Tyra. New world comes from new Tyra, and then and you internalize all of this, new Tyra, and you become a new you. New you, new world, new Tyra, or vice versa. New Tyra, new, new you, new world. So, one other thing. We're going to see in a second what this fish and this ox are all about. The difference between the shechit of a person and Hashem being the shechit. When a person is the shechit, um, you know, it's his, it's his, it's his, it's his act, his energy. So there are all these different um, limitations, you know, uh, that are expressed in all the different halachas, how you have to do it. You're a person, after all. You have physical limitations in a physical world. So the halacha is set up according to the fact that it's people doing it. The shechit of Hashem, the fa'ula of the beerer, 
um, is done by Hashem. He doesn't have any limitations. So you don't have any limitations in the halacha. His knife can be all kinds of knives, I guess. Because he doesn't have, he, he doesn't have the limitation of two arms, two hands, two legs, stability, how strong can he stand, you know, how heavy is the cow, how strong is he to chef, you know, all this other stuff. He doesn't have any of those things. So Hashem, who has no limitations, the halachas are not as limited to fit the situation. He's just unlimited. His knife is a different knife. Let's just say his knife can be a different knife because he doesn't have those limitations. But then now, we're going to go into why. Why does his knife have to be a different knife? So what do you care, Hashem? What are you going to make a whole business there, impress everybody with a big show? You have this knife that looks like ridged potato chips. Come on, stop with the shows. Get a kosher knife like everybody else. You have to make a whole big thing here. Oh, you have to, come on, just get a very sharp kosher knife like all the regular shayskim. They'll make a whole, you know, show that makes everybody confused. So why does Hashem do it? So now remember, remember this, and I'm going to say it, and then we'll probably come to it in the sikha too. Why does a knife, when we shech, why does a knife have to be um, uh, sharp? Because when you shaft the animal, it's supposed to be in one move, just in one second, the animal is elevated. The animal is gone, the animal leaves the world, and he's gone. One, boom, that's it. If it's ridged even a tiny bit, first of all, it's painful for the animal. And then it's not shafting him, it's actually called strangling him. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, it's not done in one move. And that's possible. You're not allowed to do that. Not allowed to strangle an animal to death, God forbid. It just has to be one move. So the knife has to be so sharp that one move and the whole thing is done in a split second. Not two moves, not three moves, not four moves, one. Now, with a ridged knife, it's a whole bunch of moves. It's like da, 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 da. Right? It's ridged. It's like, it's like, it's not one move. It's, it's a whole bunch of just one cut and another cut and another cut, you know, da 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 da. Why? Because remember what we're saying. That the Shita elevates the world, elevates the gullus, in this case, the, the whole world from its gullus way to its ula way. Doing it in one shot would be too extreme for us has to be done in stages. Same reason we had to wander in the desert for 40 years. It took us 40 years, stages and stages and stages, to internalize what was happening to us. It has to be a gradual process so that we can get used to it and internalize it, piece by piece by piece, slowly but surely. So when the world is being elevated from Gullus to Gula, it has to be slowly but surely, stage by stage by stage. That's why the knife creates a stage by stage by stage shita, piece by piece by piece. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, gradual. 
And since Hashem is the Shaykhet, then obviously the, again, we're not talking the real, well, the real animal. There's no pain involved. There's no cruelty. It's the, the ultimate of Chesed, that the world is elevated at its own pace. Stage by stage by stage by stage. And that's why for Hashem, it's not only he, why, why can't he just use a plain flat knife like everybody else? Because he wants to elevate the world from Galus to Ula stage by stage by stage. Like the ridge knife. So, okay, that's right. And now let's pull it all together by looking at this. The Arinikla. The cities of refuge, the change in Allah to Beishamai, and the new kind of knife, what do they all have to do with each other? Here's where it gets fun. Let's look at negative mitzvahs and positive mitzvahs in Yemaisa Mashiach. In Yemaisa Mashiach, the main Avaidah will be doing good. We're no longer going to have to avoid evil. There won't be any evil. We're going to be doing mitzvahs, the Sharshans of the Mailahang Bush In their source, it's Gvura Kadesha. In its source, the mitzvahs, the Gvura is higher than Chesed. The source of, so which one's higher, a negative mitzvah or a positive mitzvah? Actually, a negative mitzvah. The way it was explained to me, when you do a positive mitzvah, how much holiness do you draw down? As much as fits in the vessel. When you do a positive, that's a positive mitzvah. The limited amount, that's good, it's great, it's holiness. When you do a negative mitzvah, meaning you don't do something, how much holiness do you draw down? Infinite. But there's no vessel. See, that? that's a huge point. Positive mitzvah, you have a vessel and you draw down, you know, do this. So that's the vessel. Say a shahakol on your orange juice. You're drawing down the holiness into a vessel, into the orange juice. But the negative mitzvah, don't eat. Don't eat non-kosher food. You're drawing down holiness. But where's the vessel? Um, so, right? Where's the vessel when you're drawing down this holiness? There's no vessel. So how much, how much holiness are you drawing down? An infinite amount. So the good news is you're drawing down this infinite holiness. The not good news is where's it going? Don't you want a vessel? So now just, what's it called, uh, like little hints? So maybe the cities of refuge are going to provide that vessel. Maybe. We'll find out in a couple of minutes. Maybe the cities of refuge will provide that vessel. So that's the challenge. Negative mitzvahs are amazing. They draw down infinite holiness. But where do they go? Just kind of go all over the place. Well, you know, thanks for the flowers, but I don't have a vase to put them in, so I can't really use them on the table. They're just going to kind of get lost. 
I need a vase for my flowers. I need a vessel. Amazing holiness being brought down, but I need a vessel. So, um, so again, we're saying, so Beishamai, right? They come from, they are in touch with the amazingness of negative mixes. Don't do this, don't do that. They're able to pull down the holiness from all the things that you're not supposed to do. And they bring down huge amounts of holiness. You have to be on that level to do it. And you might say, will be on that level. They could see things in their sources, in their source. That whatever, you know, Beishama said, do it. Beishama said, don't do it. Because they were elevating it that way. Now, most people, as we said, are not ready for the level of Beishamai to see so deeply in and deal with the Kedusha in its source, but rather with what they see. So the halacha is like Beishilo. And, um, but in Yemaita Mashiach, as we said, the bearer will be complete. You won't have to worry about anything negative. And everybody will be able to be on the level of, of, uh, Ruiz Kadaisha. We'll be able to draw down comfortably the holiness that you draw down through negative mitzvahs. Just to, to sort of make it more balabatish. Uh, well, I'm sorry, one other thing. Those things that are permissible now, according to Base Hillo, they actually won't be permissible in the future, according to Beis Shammai, but we're going to like it. Because we're actually going to see the shlemus of the Gvuras Kadeshas, which are above Chesed. And we will bring them down through understanding the Hasagas Shlila. Through understanding, the let's say, the Mitzvah Lasefe. So everybody knows, I'll just take a Balabas um break, Example, and then we're up to the last page. Um, seven years ago, you uh, got on a bus, and there was a, a seat in the front row. Maybe you remember, maybe you don't remember. 30 years ago, you know, you got on a bus, and there was a seat in the front row. So you sat down. Oh, great. Thank God. Yeah. Now, more people remember, wow, I remember seven years ago, oh, Dr. Brower said this. He said, I used to, I'm going to take a little Batisha break. He said, I used to correspond in literature for five years with another professor about um, neuroendocrinology. And we would sort of, you know, as professors of Colleagues, so to speak, we would we would we would sort of argue back and forth in the literature. We we never met, we didn't meet, but you know we we were contemporaries about neuroendocrinology, brain science, etc. One day we met at a, a, at a conference, and so he finally saw me, and he saw the way I was dressed, and he didn't 
you would think he came would come up to me and say, oh, wow, so you're the guy who I've been arguing with back and forth in the literature for five years. Nice to meet you. But he didn't say that at all. He looked at, took one look at the way I was dressed and he said, you're one of those Chabadnikim? He was angry. He said, you know what they did to me? Five years ago, I was in Lud Airport and they grabbed me and they made me dance with them. And he was really angry. So Dr. Brower said, you know, imagine if I had spilled a cocktail on your suit five years ago. You think you would have remembered? But this one drove you crazy. You didn't remember anything positive. All you remembered is the negative. What didn't happen. What they did to me. They made me dance in Lloyd Airport when I was getting on a plane. Right. You, you didn't, he said, you didn't care about, you and I had a relationship for five years. I said this in the literature about brain science and you said that. None of it meant anything. All you could remember is the one negative thing. Wow, they made me dance in the airport. So in general, we will remember what went wrong 50 years ago. We don't necessarily remember what went right. Yeah, 30 years ago, I passed by the street and they were selling some flowers. And they were really pretty flowers. What color were the flowers? (laughs) Who remembers? If something went wrong with the flowers, you'd remember. Because nothing went wrong and everything was positive. You don't remember. Just passes. Another memory. You know, oh yeah, flowers. Were there flowers there? I guess so. What color were they? Uh But, but, what? He charged me $25 for one rose. How dare he? 50 years later, you still remember it. The negative. So the negative has, it's not only because we're wired for negativity. Because the negative is connected to something, the very deep source. That's why Beishamai, they're connected to a very deep source of something. It's connected to very deep holiness. That's why we notice the negativity. Because it is connected to something very strong. So it's, it's, it, it's more noticeable to us. It makes an impression on us much more. And, and we notice what people don't do for us rather than what they do do for us or what goes wrong rather than what goes right or what we shouldn't do versus what we should do much more because it's coming from a much higher, deeper, stronger place. The only thing is, since it doesn't have a vessel, it comes out messy. Wow, amazing condition came into my life for the fact that the guy charged me $25 for one rose. There was something really lofty happening there. But it didn't have a positive vessel to to go into. So I'm still angry 25 years later that he scared to charge me $25 for one rose. And I was embarrassed to say, forget it, I don't want it. So I paid the $25 and gave it to him. Because it didn't have a vessel. There was a lot of energy there. But it didn't really have a positive vessel. So that's the switch from Beis Hillel to Beis Shammai. We're going to switch to this much more lofty energy, this much more lofty Kedusha, much more powerful, all-pervading Kedusha. We'll be able to see it. It will be on the level because we will have learned the deepest secrets of Tzarek Hadasha to be on that level of Beishamai. We'll be able to see it. Once you see it, you have to elevate it by doing it the Beishamai way. But it'll still be holiness that we're bringing into the world like Beishamai did without a vessel. Oh, that's no good. There's a reason why we did it the Beishilla way, the simpler way, all the years, because at least we, we brought less Kedusha into the world, but at least it had a vessel. So what are we going to do? We're still back to square one. 
Here we go. Ready for the answer. Drum roll, please. Now we can understand why we're going to have what the connection is with cities of refuge, Ari Nikluk and Makinefesh. Makinefesh is murder. That's about the worst of all the Avelis. Right? right? Physically murder. Like, that's it. Ends the whole thing. Makinefesh murder is the source of all negative things that we're told, given these negative mitzvahs, about, you know, don't do this and don't do that. Makinefesh, uh, spiritual murder or physical murder, is, um, is the source of all of these. And what it emphasizes is the mila of negative mitzvahs. Gvura. Gvura is higher than chatzadim. Understanding the negativity. So it's the template. The, the idea of spiritual murder is the template for all negative mitzvahs. For understanding the negative. So a person, when they did Makinefesh, when they did spiritual murder, they what do they do? They go and sit in a city of refuge. That becomes the vessel. Again, repeat. They've got all this energy, Makinefesh, from the source of all the things that you're not supposed to do that have the template of them all wrapped up in spiritual murder. When you do an Avera, it's spiritual murder. That's the template. In that is implied incredible holiness and potential, but again, not by doing the Avera, by knowing what the Avera could be and never doing it. What do you think a negative mitzvah is? Knowing what the Avera could, could be, but you're never going to do that Avera. You're aware of where it could take you, but you're never going to go there. It has tremendous power. The template for all that that represents all of that, so to speak, embodies all of that is what's called Makanefish, spiritual murder, Avera. What do you do if you, what do you do in the olden days? What do you do? Go and sit in the city of refuge. In the future, what will you do? You're never going to do the Avera. You're going to sit in the city of refuge so that you won't ever do the Avera. You're going to sit in the preventative city of refuge. Preventative ear mikla. You're going to sit in the three levels, the three chachma bina dasa, kesher chachma bina. Those levels of Torah, you will sit in them, you'll live in them, and you'll know, you'll understand the deep secrets about the negativity without ever actually being in the negativity. You'll understand their secrets. Now you'll have finally created a vessel for that incredible amount of holiness that comes down with a negative mitzvah that normally doesn't have a vessel. And it's especially through revealing the three extra, the three, the Asafulcha Oshlash Arn, the three cities of refuge, the three new ones, which include in them, what are they really in Tyra? The deepest level, three levels of secrets in the world. What's the secret? The source of losase, understanding the negativity, understanding what you should push away. But now you're going to finally have a vessel. It's going to be in a way of klita, the tenius. You're going to actually internalize it. First time. You're going to internalize the deepest secrets of what you're not supposed to do in the world. 
And it's not just about what you're not supposed to do, but the deepest secrets behind that, but you're going to put it into a vessel of klita, or a mikla, klita mikla. By, by going to those cities of refuge, that, or that level, of spirit, that level of learning tire of cities of refuge, you finally provide a vessel for this incredible energy. Meaning those things that are very high, that can't be revealed in a positive way. You can't, you have to, you can only real, reveal them by understanding, understanding what could be negative. You'll be able to bring them down now into into a positive in, into a vessel so that it will be like understanding the positive. Positive mitzvah comes into a vessel. Now you're going to have a vessel for negative mitzvah. So now you're going to have all the benefits. Deep, 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 deep understanding of the deepest secrets in a vessel. First time ever. How? By sitting in the three cities of refuge. In Cain, and they correspond to those places, Cain, Kinesi, those weird places in the Middle East that are in conflict now. So there will be the physical cities of refuge, I guess holding the spiritual cities of refuge, the terrorist cities of refuge, in place forever. They'll be down here in the earth and up there. And they'll all, they'll be, they'll be held in place forever. And that's what will allow us to climb higher and higher and understand deeper and deeper and deeper. And so, right, so that's why we're going to have those, those, those cities of refuge. It will allow us to grasp in a vessel, in a grounded way. It'll be a positive mitzvah. You actually go and sit in those cities of refuge. And you sit in those levels of Tyra. Positive. And you're going to grasp what normally you could only grasp the negative. And one more thing. So that will be forever that we're going to do that. And then one more thing. There will be a one-time activity. One time. A shechting of the shorabar, the ox. One time. And it will be a different kind of a knife. It will be a hazard. That you will... Something that, you know, that's a knife that you're not allowed to use. So you'll understand the deepest secrets that's embedded in not being allowed to use that knife. And normally, and normally it couldn't come into a, a positive vessel. And that's why you normally weren't allowed to eat it. Now it will come down into what's called Hasaga Zahir. You'll be able to understand it, grasp it. Through this one time act, when Hashem will, when this, Hashem will shech, the ox, the shahabar, with the fin of the Lugia. It's a one time thing. And we will eat it. We'll internalize it. It'll become our, our flesh and blood. See, right now, as I'm sitting here, the helicopters are, Overhead, they're obviously looking for the bad guys. Right over my house. What are we doing wrong? Okay, so now one more thing. Who's this fish? Who's this off? What are they? Why does it all revolve around that? The difference between the fish and the shore bar and the off. 
in Avaita. The fish lives in the sea, the hidden world. Fish know their source. Hope everybody can hear me. Fish know their source. Fish sense that I belong in the sea. They know their source. So the Avaita of the fish, the fish never close their eyes, etc. They're very aware of their source. Like the tzaddik, he's aware of his source. That's the fish. And the Avaita is the yachid yuchudim. You know, deeper and deeper, unifying with your source. That's the fish. The shorabar is the ox. He's on the dry land, the revealed land. That's the Avaita of, you know, the world where nobody's very aware. Nobody's very conscious. They need helicopters to look for the bad guys and they make you mashuga overhead. I don't see any bad guys here in my house. Oh, they don't see me. Maybe they're trying to look for people who are learning Karakadasha. So the Avaita of the ox is the dry land. Animals live on the dry land. They don't live in the land, in the earth. A fish lives in the sea, and he knows where his source is. He knows he's from the sea. An animal does not live in the earth. He doesn't feel so connected to his source. He can feel really disconnected from his source. That's one of our biggest problems these days. We don't feel grounded in our source. We feel very disconnected. We live on the land and we feel ungrounded. So that's the ox. So the Avaita of the fish is you lift up. You are lifting up to grasp very high light. And the Avaita Bagashmias is pulled down. But is pulled down into the world, but you don't have the mila of um, the highlight. In the future, both will come together. So number one, the fish. The fish is the tzaddik. Is like the tzaddik. He knows his source. The ox is like yeah, the regular animal in the running around, you know, living in the world. He doesn't really recognize his source very much. The tzaddik, you know, the regular guy, the guy on the street that they're looking for, the helicopter's looking for. The world fosters such a situation where you can get in enough trouble that the helicopter's going around looking for you. That's the ox. Stubborn, going to do it his way, doesn't care about the rules. That's it. And the fish, the tzaddik, who knows his source, he elevates the ox. You can say, that's Mashiach. That's the Nathiadar, that's Mashiach. Mashiach elevates, Shech elevates the regular people. Step by step by step. With his sin, with his, his very part of himself, is the, the, the very self is used to elevate the regular guy on the street, the man on the street. Step by step by step. And that's why the knife of the, of the fin of the fish is ridged. It elevates the guy on the street in step by step by step. 
So the shechita, the shorabar, is the sachakal of everything, is the summation of everything we've done in the world throughout all of history. And the highest things of being able to grasp the deepest secrets from the hidden world, from the fish world, the deepest secrets as they are in the hidden world in the sea, how do you grasp them? you got to put the two guys together. Because remember, in the sea, there are deep hidden secrets, but it's hidden secrets. On the earth, it's all revealed. You know, it's like social media today. Everything you're feeling, you and you have to tell to everybody. That's the world today. The world today is the Sharabar, the ox. Number one, stubborn is an ox. Don't tell me what to do. That's the world today. And number two, every little secret you woke up and you, do I have to know your, you know, do I have to know your personal habits? Right? Everything you feel, you have to tell the whole world. Everything gets revealed. That's Amadis Kalyan. That's, that's, that, right? That's the world of the Shorhabar. The, uh, the stubborn ox doesn't really sense his source. He's got to tell everybody everything that's going on with him, the revealed world. But in Yemais Mashiach, he'll be elevated by the fish. The fish comes from a very Adela world where there's deep hidden truth, but it's hidden. Great. So the ox says, yeah, what does your deep hidden truth help you if you can't find it? It's hidden. So the two get together. The two get together and the fish, Sadik, the hidden world, elevates the revealed world. And now you have the Milas of both. All the good stuff from the hidden world, the deep hidden truth, it gets to be revealed like an you know, meaning, what does that look like in real time? I guess you use social media to teach the deepest secrets of Tyra. You don't have to tell them your toiletry habits. Tell them the secrets of a chef. That's what it was created for. You know, Facebook is for the old people, so Instagram or whatever. I don't know. Whatever, you know, all the media. Do your podcast. Reveal the secrets of a chef. What does that look like? The Leviathan elevates Chef the Shorhabar. And through this, the Tarah Hadasha, a Chiddush and Tyra, but the highest level of Tyra that comes out of Hashem, Me'iti, his deepest, 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 Hashem's deepest, deepest secrets can be revealed now. The things that, you know, normally you couldn't understand and grasp from of, of Hashem or reveal, because they're Hashem's deepest secrets, they will come out, be sent out by Hashem, and come down into the world in a way of available, revealable. How? You call Yisrael Chacham and The Jewish people will be very wise, because we will have learned Tayr Chadasha. The Yaitim Dvarim and we will know the deepest secrets. And we'll know the deepest secrets so that we can tell them to the whole world. And we will grasp the knowledge of our Creator, according to the fullest of human capability, and we will send that knowledge out to the whole world. Secrets of Hashem will be sent into the whole world, into a vessel. Maybe that's why technology is providing vessels 
to reveal the deepest secrets of Hashem that heretofore have been hidden. Now technology has been sent into the world by Hashem to create vessels and a me- media, medium, to reveal these secrets to the world. As it says, Mala Aris, Deus Hashem, the earth, the revealed world, will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem, Kamaim Liyam Achasim, as much as the hidden worlds are filled with the knowledge of Hashem, so the revealed worlds will be Kamaim Liyam Achasim. May we find ourselves in this reality, the Tarah Hadasha, this Shavuot, this is the Sikh that was said for Shavuot, Tafshin Nunala, we could say maybe, but that was the beginning of the revelation of Sarah Kadasha, and may we move to the next stage of the full revelation of Sarah Kadasha immediately now.